Hi, I'm Bree, like the cheese, and you're listening to the Mountain Movers Podcast. On today's episode, we take a dive into the world of Bree Clark. We take some advice from her eight-year-old self, discuss what's been inspiring her lately, and how she believes kindness is the ultimate tool. Make sure to listen to the end for a brand new feature on the MMP. Keep doing what you're doing, and let's play that intro in three, two... This is the Mountain Movers Podcast, a platform for you, the ones with a voice to be heard, but no microphone to speak it. This is your time, your chance to become more than they believe you are, more than you believe you are. So let's do this together. Radio, so. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> it just means that I don't have a face. Oh. <laughs> What's going on, guys? We're back with the Mountain Movers podcast, and you just heard it. I'm here with the uh, the Brianna Clark, and she's faceless. She has no face. I have. I am Arya Stark. I am a faceless man. Who's Arya Stark? Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> That's something I don't watch. Yeah. <laughs> so. Hi. How's your morning going? My morning is going good. I just took Pilates class with the wonderful Alyssa Martin. Um, and now I'm here at Ryerson with my good friend. Yeah. And here we go. So what was that Pilates class like? It was so informative on where I hold tension in my body. Okay. Um, it's hard because the Pilates is so... It's about like little muscles rather than big muscles. Yeah. So for someone like me who I dance and I'm, I use big movements and big muscles all the time, like to slow down and sort of concentrate is really difficult and I just want to like tense everything. Um, and I realized I have a lot of tension in my neck and my chest, so she like helped me to relax all that and I feel a lot more taller and open than right now mm-hmm. sitting in this chair. Yeah. But that's something that resets, right? Mm-hmm. Like did she tell you like how to keep it long term? She, not necessarily long term, but I think now I'll like in my warm up include it. I've been trying to just figure out a way to actually warm up every single day. Yeah. Like just at home. Yeah. Like doesn't mean if, even if I'm not doing a class mm-hmm. or if like I'm not dancing that day, like just having a warm up to like scan my body, see how we're how we're doing, you know? Because you, you ever like sleep and you like wake up in this like awkward yeah all the time right? <laughs> I sleep so weird. It's really weird. It's annoying too. So I think just making sure that I like warm up my body because I want to warm up rather yeah. than just for a dance class yeah, or something. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. So today aside, what's been going on in your life lately? What do you have going on? I am trying to work more on my podcast, Art Versations. Let's go. Shameless plug. Yes. Shameless plug, shameless plug. Um, I've just recently got it on Spotify and Apple, which is like one of my biggest goals and going into the new year. Um, So what's been going on with mm -hmm. conversations? Like, what is that? Yeah, it's a podcast where I can feature an emerging artist um, just to talk about art and make sure that we actually have a discussion around it. I feel as though there's not a lot that goes on about art, a lot of discussion. Um, 
And I also really enjoy talking to people about art. I, like, I want to know their perspective so that it informs my own perspective. Um, and uh, it's, it's basically a platform. Like, I just want there, be, there to be able to be a platform for people to talk yeah. about their their life and what they have going on, yeah. plug a, an upcoming project or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Or a past project. That's true. It yeah. gives them the chance to debrief. Mm-hmm. Like you've had some past people who have put on shows who mm-hmm. own their own companies who are about to put on a show and mm-hmm. it kind of gives them a chance to, yeah, talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you were on it. Yes, I was. Coming soon. Yeah, coming soon. Yeah, um, yeah that's mm-hmm. awesome. Thank you. What else do you have going on? I am, what am I doing? <laughs> what am I doing? I am going to be teaching in Ottawa this Friday. Nice. It's nice to go back to our home grounds and just see what's going on there. Um, doing some, a little bit of choreography as well because I have to make money because I'm very broke. <laughs> I'm not teaching this year. I, yeah. I usually teach regularly over the weekends, but I decided I would take a year off and sort of focus on my training. It's my last year of school. Yeah. Um, so I just want to find ways to make some money and yeah. teaching has always been a great avenue for that yeah absolutely yeah besides that I mean just trying to take care of myself yeah. you know <laughs> that's a big thing it is a big thing it takes a lot of time out of the day I yeah. think but I want to do it so yeah has that been a journey mm-hmm yeah. oh over a decade probably yeah. I would say I recently looked back at some old notes that I had written back in like 2014. So not like a decade ago, but a while ago. And I started to see patterns of like negative um, sort of monologues that I was telling to myself. Um, Because I had this little jar of like little notes that I would pop in from different things that happened during the year. So I looked back and I saw all the things that were happening. Like we were in comp, so I was still like doing a lot of, you know, rehearsals and dance. Everything was dance, dance, dance. But then I would notice little notes like, I ate too much today, or I hate the way I look, or somebody said something to me and I believe it now. And it's funny how you can look back and see the those patterns starting. And as now, as, as those, like, five years later, I've realized there are so many bad negative thoughts in my head that I need to, like, retrain and get get more positive. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. How do you train that? Or how are you training that? Yeah. Um, meditation yeah. has been a big thing for me this year. Um, especially before a, a class or a show. Like, just making sure I'm present is so important. Um, and I kind of... I take a second to, like, ground my, ground my feet and figure out where I am. And then I can go forward into the next task it's kind of like a way for me to actually come down to earth because I find I go up in space a lot (laughs) and what happens when you're up in space I mean anything that's the thing like I'm I'm in a void so I'm I could it could be negative it could be positive it could be productive it could be very counterproductive um and as much as I love like being up in space, and I think as an artist, it's interesting to be imaginative and, and not really where you are. When you're training your body or when you're about to go on stage, you have to stay present. You have to concentrate your energy on that singular moment. And that's really tough. 
at least for me. Yeah. I don't know. Have you ever felt something like that? Yes and no. Mm-hmm. Um, I think on the daily, I'm toying with this whole concept of dreaming. Mm. And, you know, people will tell you, okay, dreaming is okay here and it's okay there. But uh, I'm a big dreamer, so there's not really any room hey. to not dream. Mm-hmm. Right? Some people say it's counterproductive because you're not present in the moment. You're not living it now. You're always thinking about what's next, what's next, what's next, where mm-hmm. do you want to go, how are you going to get there? But so far in my life, that's kind of been my driving force. Like everything I've done and everything I think I will do happens because it's been a dream of mine. Mm-hmm. So for people to tell you, you know, t- dreaming is for when you're sleeping or to get your head out of the clouds. Yeah, I don't believe that. It's not really their place, no, right? And, no. And that's, that's reality. Mm-hmm. You know, it's your life. Dream however big you want to dream. It's a sad way to live if yeah. you're not dreaming, yeah. you know? And as much as we have to be professional and, and adult, I, like, just want to be a child all the time. Oh, like, God. I don't want to go and grow up. Yeah. So I think... Like you say, like being in that dream, daydreaming, all that stuff, like that's yeah. that's a child thing yeah. and that's okay to do when you're an adult. Yeah. And the beautiful thing is that like the things that we've learned as an adult and as we continue to grow over the years, we kind of tie it together with our childish um, ambitions. Totally. Right? Because yeah. I look back at like, if, if I was to see nine-year-old Jake right now, there's no, there's nothing that like I'm really doing right now mm-hmm. that he would have ever thought would be possible mm. and it, it, it's kind of cool because I look back and I'm like okay that was what I was thinking at that time and it's totally totally different now and so it just must mean that everything I've done since I was nine years old has exactly gone way it should mm. I just feel like you never know what kind of path you're going to be on until you're on that path, right? Absolutely. And that's that's totally come with dreaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not I'm not the type of person to just sit down and and kind of be in the moment. And as much as like that sometimes isn't the best thing, it's nothing I'll apologize for. No, right? you shouldn't have to. I don't think. And I, I, the many thought processes that goes that go on when you are dreaming is important to you as an individual, to you as an artist. Um, It doesn't, it it shouldn't be a bad thing. It's just that we, as adults, have a lot more responsibilities. So we have to be here at this time and deadlines, yeah. Practical. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I think, I don't know, I think we're the real winners here. Like, (laughs) if we can balance both, (laughs) like our responsibilities, you know, finding, um, finding that balance between, okay, you're kid side Mm. but then your mature and I guess sophisticated side Mm. because I think we all have both of those but some people um, suppress one or the other it's like okay I want to be a kid I'm going to be a kid can't be an adult or I'm going to be an adult and I can't be a kid but I think it's like finding that special bond between the two that's really going to make you happy Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I think people search for it and like I when I teach kids I always feel that I feel that I can do both because I just love their energy and I love what they bring to the room. Mm. And then I can switch back and forth from being like the adult in the room. Exactly. We can like laugh and joke and use our bodies to 
run around like fairies. And you that's know? the beautiful thing about teaching. It's so lovely. And I'm sure you see this too. Like when you're a kid, all you want to do is grow up. Mm-hmm. But when you're a grown up, all you want is your youthfulness back. So it's like yeah. finding that in between. How can I be mm-hmm. in between forever? That's exactly how I felt growing up. I was like, I am, I'm 40 already. Yeah. Like I was like eight years old and just wanted to be like 80 years old. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, you have to grow up and time moves forward. Yeah. You can't dwell. No. So thinking about eight year old Brie, mm. do you remember what she wanted to do? What was she like? She was very, she wore glasses and she was very nerdy and she was very into herself and what she was doing. Um, I've learned as I grow up to be a little bit more generous and understand that there are other people in the world. Um, I do kind of look back at her as being a little bit self-centered. Because eight years old was about when I started dancing. Um, and dancing competitively too so all of a sudden it was like I have to go to dance sorry I can't do that I have to go to dance I can't hang out with my friends you know outside of, outside of dance um, and as much as I admire that in her that she's had like those she had those thoughts of just worrying about herself mm-hmm. it, it shows me that the world is so much bigger than I think it is um, and I want to be a part of more of the world rather than just my little world. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Eight-year-old Brianna was like was like the epitome of like a good student. Okay. She was a teacher's, teacher's pet. Teacher's pet for sure. Yeah. She was, uh, yeah. So if you had some advice to give eight-year-old Bri right now, would you? I would. I would tell her to calm down <laughs> <laughs> because... Uh, there's a lot more important things in the world to worry about than your science project or, you know, how high your leg is going to go. Yeah. <laughs> so reverse it. If mm-hmm. eight-year-old Brie could give mm. now 21-year-old Brie some advice, what do you think she'd tell you? I imagine she would probably look at me up and down and sort of think what are you wearing what are you doing why do you look a certain a different way I recently just cut my hair which has like totally for it shouldn't but it has changed like the way I think about myself um and growing up I couldn't cut my hair because of dance so you had to keep it long and no bangs and so was that kind of like a rebellion move a rebellious maybe yeah I guess so yeah what, like 10 years later? Still counts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think she would kind of sort of look at me like I was being too different. Um, because eight-year-old Brianna was a very, like, model student, right? So she did what she was told. Yeah. And that's okay. I don't know. You have to grow up in, in a some kind of rules yeah. and some kind of... Logistics, yeah, I guess. absolutely. Yeah. So she'd call you weird. Yeah. Oh yeah. And how does like what does that how does that make you feel like you being weird now because you weren't when you were eight? Mm-hmm. I I'm, I'm fine with it. Cool. I like being weird. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty weird. <laughs> 
I love that. Thanks. <laughs> You're pretty weird too. Thank you. <laughs> and I harness that. Good. Yes. Every day. You should. Yeah. You should. Mm-hmm. No apologies. So we have a show going on in school next semester, mm-hmm. showcasing our choreography. Yep. Two shows, actually. Mm-hmm. And you're submitting for both of them. I am. Do you want to talk to us a bit about what you've been working on? Sure, yeah. I mean, they're very early stages right now, um, the projects that I'm working on, and uh, it's exciting to not really know where it's headed. Um, I guess I'll talk, we'll talk choreo first. Yeah. Um, that, that's happening in May. Oh, sorry, in March. Um, I'm submitting a piece with my friend Ethan. It is um, sort of a take on West Side Story, um, the song Cool from from the show. We wanted to look at the song separate from the show and sort of develop it in a less literal way. Um, The idea of cool could mean a temperature, it could mean a style, like you feel cool um it could also mean that you like agree with someone cool yeah you know yeah we were talking about this in rehearsal too um so we were sort of trying to revamp this idea of of cool and what that song and that those movements could be so that's been really fun um I'm trying to choreograph a solo on myself that involves a little bit of stand-up comedy Um, This summer I was lucky enough to take some classes in stand-up comedy and I really enjoyed making people laugh. I think it's fun and um, I also think it would help uh, Choreographic Works, the show, which is like two and and a half hours, almost two hours long. Just something, a a little bit of a break would be nice for the audience Um, and I thought it would be cool to incorporate that. What else am I doing? Um, and then Springworks. Yeah, Springworks is happening in April, which is more fourth years. Um, I'm submitting a piece. <laughs> I'm like laughing about it because it's crazy. It's crazy that I'm doing this. But it's basically, um, again, like a retelling of a musical. Um, there's this musical called She Loves Me, which originally appeared on the Broadway in like 1963. It's a really old, very classically um, produced musical. And it has, like, no dance numbers in it. And I think the history of it is is that it closed on Broadway because it didn't have those big dance numbers and flashy. So I thought I would change that. Cool. Yeah. And uh, I'm really enjoying, so far, how it's going. The process has been... Jake is in it. (laughs) Yeah, it's fun. It's, like, it's hard because there's everyone. We're doing the whole class almost. Yeah. Um, which is a lot to handle, but I really want to tr- try it, and I think the challenge is exciting and terrifying. Um, yeah. Those are sort of the, the things that are going on in my life right now um, in terms of projects. Mm-hmm. So I think a big overarching question I wanted to ask you was yeah. uh, just what's been inspiring you lately mm. to create those works, to take care of yourself more. Like, what has been your driving force hmm if I can pick one thing because I think it's a, it's probably a combination of a lot of things okay. I think it would just be that I really want to work I want to put my energy into the work that I do and I I, I like seeing a successful you know project come to life um, <clears throat> and that doesn't mean that it has to be perfect I don't think it will be ever but 
like even just looking back at dances, the show we just did, like in September, I was I told myself like just work, just do the work, you know, don't worry about it being good or bad. Show up, be in a good headspace, you know. Make it happen. Make it happen exactly, and that's like that's such a it's a simple phrase, but it actually is really profound when you look at it. Yeah. You know, there's so many things we have to deal with. As dancers, our bodies, other people's bodies, the music, the stage. So multitasking all of that um, is enjoyable. Yeah. And I think I've, I've learned that working and just just being a good worker is is um, has been inspired me lately. Mm-hmm. And do you think that that's going to change, or has that been like an ongoing theme? I don't know. I hope it won't change because I think um, there's a, a good part of life that is work. You know, we we get up every day to work. Um, so I hope that I can continue to be a living human who is loving and kind and, and doing all the things for the world, but also working and making making products happen and making things creating things yeah so I hope it won't change we'll see I don't know what I'm going to be like in the next month something could happen I don't know but um, as of right now if I can keep that mind space and that, that mindset I think it'll help so something that uh, Mountain Movers podcast um, is really for is to use this use this platform, use this opportunity to say something that um, you wouldn't have the opportunity otherwise for other people to listen to. And I don't usually get an opportunity, so So I'm great. just wondering if there is anything that has been on your mind that you think more people need to be aware of, or if there's something that has been going on personally or in a you know global scale that mm-hmm. you think needs to be touched upon. Hmm. I mean, I'm sure it's probably been said before, um, but kindness is something that I really want to bring out into the world. Um, Josh Radner was on Ellen, the guy who played Ted on How Much Mother. <laughs> so good. So, so good. good. Um, and he just said to Ellen, he said, it's not hard to be a kind person. It's not like a difficult task. And I that stuck with me for so long because I realized that it's such a give and take when you're kind to someone. Um, and not to say that I just want to be selfish and, you know, giving kindness is also like a selfish thing for me. I just believe that if you can find human interactions that are are genuinely kind and and you know, you look at each other on the same playing field, there's no, um, I'm better than you, or you're less than me. I find that, for me, that is a really important step in world kindness and world peace and, and changing things. So what do you think the first step to spreading that kindness is? Hmm. I think the, mo- the most that I can do is just try my best to do that in my own life. And hope that other people are influenced by that. I don't want to force kindness <laughs> upon other people um, because then it just doesn't become authentic or genuine. Um, 
I also think it's really important, like I said before, to just treat everyone the same. Um, no matter how old they are, no matter how successful they are, rich, poor, everyone is a human being. We all go to the bathroom, you know, we all have to do our job as a human. So as I talk to people in my life and meet new people, they're all friends to me. I don't try to, you know, if I was an alien, like I come in peace, you know, um, nice. and hopefully that, that does something. Yeah. I don't know. Cool. All right. Well, you heard that, guys. Kindness wins all. So I'm going to introduce something now. This is actually the first time we're going to do it. It's called, well, it's what I'm calling our mountain mountain minute. I'm ready. Okay. So I explained this to Brianna before we started recording. Just for you guys listening, it's um, a series of questions in the span of one minute, and we're going to see how fast she can answer so many questions. I'm bouncing. I'm ready. So let me pull out the list and we'll get started. I'm like trying to stay on my feet so that my thoughts will be quick. (laughs) Even though she is in fact sitting down. (laughs) All right. So this This is is the mountain mountain minute. Let's get ready. Okay. This mountain minute starts in three, two, one. Favorite movie. Love actually. Favorite food. Avocados. Favorite musical. Are you kidding me? Pick one. Choose one. Spring Awakening. Favorite song? Right now, um, uh, Slow Burn by Casey Musgraves. Where did you first hear that song? Um, on uh, a, a late night talk show. What is your guilty pleasure song? One Direction. Anything One Direction. Your favorite day of the week? Wednesday. What is your least favorite day of the week? Monday. What is your favorite color? Pink. What's your favorite food? Avocados. What time do you or usually go to bed? Last night? 12 p.m. What time do you usually wake up? Uh, seven. If you could make any animal your pet, what animal would you choose? A fish. If you could change the stigma around one thing in the world, what would it be? Mental illness. If you could trade lives with anyone for a day, who would it be and why? Julie Andrews. Why? Because she is the epitome of everything that is elegant and graceful. If you could have any superpower, what would you choose? (laughs) Oh, invisibility. That's it. Oh my gosh. That's a minute. Jeez. That's about a minute. So hard. Thank you, Brianna, for being on this podcast. Thank you. Really appreciate you. Really appreciate your voice. Thank you so I'm much, I'm glad Jake. we were able to. Check out my podcast. Artversations, guys. I'll plug it in the description below. Yes, and you can check it out on really any any, any platforms. Platform, basically. Main ones, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Google you guys, Podcasts for Android. You guys know you guys listen to all those. So why not just add mm-hmm. Artversations to your library? So get on that, guys. Thanks, Bri. Thank you. If you guys enjoyed this podcast, please don't be shy. Leave a rating and a review, and let me know what you think. Love always, Jake.